Hello and welcome to the Saladcast, um, sort of Crimbo Limbo special on the 27th of uh, December. It's Friday, <laughs> 2013. We're still in 2013. And I'm your host, Dan Train, and joining me, Robert Kemp. It is a Friday. Wow. I know. Yeah. It's been like a week since the last Friday. <laughs> it's amazing. Good God. Because that's when I, the day I had off work, indeed. And, uh, yeah, and, I, and uh, all the I, other associated days that yeah. you needed to take during your time. And we classically have half a day on the last Friday of the year at work, and the oh. other half is boozing. Boozing. Yeah. And Zachary Burgess is here too. Yeah. <coughs> I don't know if he had his day off on Friday. <laughs> I, you could call it that. I, over the Christmas periods, I've been even more lazy, I guess. Because there's no, there's been no one there to, to even interact with in the virtual sense. They've all been away doing things. Oh, all everyone <laughs> in your online communities have all been busy with family shit. So you. Although been, it's always like, funny to like log into Eve like literally on Christmas Day, and it's like, oh, there's still like twenty people are docking from this station. <laughs> uh, what are they doing? <laughs> the normal Eve things that everyone does. So they're the hardest of the hardcore play Eve. Well, you you know you can't. There's some things that you have to log in to do. Main, maintain your shit. Christmas doesn't wait for Eve. Christmas waits for no man. Indeed, well, Eve waits for no Christmas. I understand that because it was noticeable, like on Reddit, that like clearly no one normal was around. It was all these really sad, lo- lonely people who were on there commiserating each other that their girlfriends had just dumped them or something on Christmas Eve. Oh, that's the like, worst. It's like, uh, but it's like there's nothing to do after you've eaten and you're with your family and stuff. So I was obviously like on my phone on Reddit. There must have been millions of people who were like with family and doing normal Christmas stuff, being like bored because there's just films, endless Christmas movies on TV. Yeah. And it's like, what are you going to really do? Endless Christmas movies. That was the problem. It was like, well, it was it was like kind of shitty. Yeah, they were They've been showing well, all of Harry yeah, Potter. I watched those. Up, yeah. I don't know why, but I watched those again. Not very Christmassy. Exactly. No, they had Toy like, Story. Hey, that was pretty good. Yeah, BBC was like, had yeah. Toy Story. I watched Toy Story three again. <laughs> I'd seen that. In the why st- not show Chicken Run again? Because apparently they still have the license for that. Why not? That's pretty good. I, that's a bit weird did they actually show The Great Escape because that's the actual yeah, Christmas film that for some reason World War 2 is Christmassy for no reason yeah. despite the fact that it has nothing they to do with the Christmas the Dead Army film oh yeah yesterday yeah and I, and I suppose you know, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part 1 is at Christmas it's really yeah, grim part 2 no. like, yeah. they're so grim the whole way through and it's yeah. dark literally dark as yeah, in, yeah, as in pretty... everything on the screen is dark because they're in like forests and, and they hang around in tents and, night and, and yeah like everything is yeah so that was um depressing but yeah i think i like that film more than i originally did i think every time i watch it i find it slightly better it's what, all right first it's all right yeah, yeah first first all right yeah yeah i thought they were... I, I remember when i first saw it that, that whole pacing of them wandering about for ages with the tent yeah. That felt so long. Well, it was really long in the book. Yeah. Worse in the book. God damn it. Ridiculous. It took forever. And it's like... And I didn't understand why Why after, like... Because uh, originally Harry Potter was always a bit derivative. It was good, but it was a bit, like, derivative of other works and stuff. Right. But, like, in this one, well, by this was... point, it's, like, the last book or whatever. And she's going, hmm, okay, I'll have a magical object that is evil. And you have to, like, wear on your person to protect it. But it corrupts you and it makes you, like... <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a burden and you have to share it between you. Because otherwise you get really pissed off. With I, know. <laughs> it's like, I, I know. I know. I'll, I'll, call, I'll call this particular book the whole Harry Potter. The Harry, Harry the, Potter. The, the Harry Potter. It's like, why? do that right at the end when you when you I mean she's got she had a bunch of original like I thought the Horcrux thing was quite a cool idea 
Yeah, well, he didn't else? have to make it like the ring. Well, I mean, what else are you going to do, really? I mean, there has to, there's not very many one, like it? ways to fit other tropes in. With the, it's like that's true. You know, that's what, true. Like, she basically, basically made because there's like seven of them or whatever. It's like you there's give tons it, of them. you give it like a multiple opportunities to cover every aspect. That's true. So they yeah. had the ring one, and then they had the living one. And <laughs> yeah, they had the living one. They had the because they had the um, retroactively what's it called retconned uh, the diary was one. Yeah. Right? yeah, right. So that was kind of evil and like changed your mind and stuff. And that they, you know, the sort of. I don't know, some of that film seems a bit clumsy and maybe that's because I don't understand the bigger picture as well as a lot of people would, like why the sword just sort of turns up. I know it's that's kind it's of... It's magical! I know, but... <laughs> but it's because he's like a Gryffindor, I guess. Yeah, and you can only yeah. get the sword when you're a Gryffindor. But like, why does it appear... Why doesn't it appear somewhere convenient? Why not? Why does it appear at the bottom of an icy fucking lake? Because it's... So, it's well, like we... Galadriel, the Lady of the Lake. Not Galadriel, what's her name? What is her name, the Lady of the Lake, in the Arthurian uh, legends? I can't remember. The Excalibur's the sword, right? Yeah. And the lady's yeah. just called the lady. Yeah. But she get, she pulls the sword out of the lake, right, and gives it to yeah. Arthur. So mm. it must be like a reference. Or Maybe. Whatever. Yeah. But it just seemed a bit weird. It's just like, oh, we just need a scene where Ron can come back in dramatic fashion and... <laughs> Like, sort of get happened. Harry strangled. Well, he goes into the water. Yeah, well, no, I remember that bit, but, yeah, why the sword was even there. The phoenix dropped it. Well, does that... that... What falls the phoenix is a dive bomb. Well, because they, they already had the phoenix deliver the sword before when it comes that's out true, the That's hand. true, that's true. What was the Doe Patronus about? Because the, that charm leads him to the lake where he sees the sword glimmering under the water. So the, tra- the Patronus is just like represents his dad, doesn't it? Because oh, he no, has the same no, no, Patronus the Doe, I think, is his mum. Oh, the Doe's his mum. Yeah, yeah, I think. That makes sense. Because he shares his dad's as the same. He's, he's right. hyperphermia and he's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. He just hallucinates it and conveniently it's the right place. Well, it's because of magic. So, yeah. Because of magic! Magic hallucinations are actually useful instead of just crazy. So yes, Harry Potter automatically Christmassy. That makes sense. <laughs> it's, 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 it's got snow. It's got snow. It's true. They talked about Christmas Eve and shit in that film. So yeah, they do. So yes, Christmas. Because they have one of those moments where they just hear people in a church and go, "Oh, it must be Christmas Eve," and it's like, really? Really? What does, does that mean? It's automatically or, pretty much. I mean, I mean, in the makes, modern it world, it makes somewhat sense. Yeah. I mean, How I mean, many other often times are there people sitting in the church? Well, in the night? context of the way, well, I don't know. Like, it, like, if you went to like an evening service now, it would probably be dark. <laughs> therefore, it would be night, and therefore there'd be people singing in the church. It would just be any day. That's true. That's true. Unless they'd like, you know, the bit it's the, literally the, midnight. It's yeah, more if, likely if they to had some Eve. like, wait, if they had told the audience in some way that it was approaching midnight or something, or you know, subtly about them doing what they normally do, and someone just go, "Oh, look, it's midnight." Would the no church have like a clock tower or something? I mean, come on, you think so? Yeah. All you needed one shot of that. Yeah, exactly. It had it just a passing pan over it as they came into town. Yeah, they came into Lebanon and some bongs. Is it Lebanon? Yeah, it's Lebanon. Seriously, yeah. little what's it called? Not Little Winging. Godric's Hollow yeah, is Labnum. Yeah. That yeah, makes I mean, sense. So. It looked like Labnum. Okay. <laughs> and then it was. And then it was. <laughs> Solved. So yes. Also, Christmassy, apparently, according to ITV, the crappy Star Wars prequels. 
yeah. Well, that's, well they've just been like showing all the Star Wars as well. Like, I didn't see any of the, the original ones. Well, that, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of weird that they like decided to show all of the prequels just basically in one, pretty yeah. much all on one day. <laughs> and what's more, pile them on. Stephen noticed that they were showing the um, Blu-ray edition, obviously, of, of Phantom Menace because it has retroactively added CG Yoda rather than the crappy puppet. Because the, oh, they, they had, a, yeah, because they had like a shit puppet that was ten times worse than the original puppet for no reason. Um, I don't remember. When, and then they replaced did, it with CG. When does he CG turn up? Didn't know they did that. Was what it, in Phantom Menace? Yeah, is it just right at the end where they're in the Yeah, it's like a talk at the end. But he's he also in. Some shit but he's in like the Jedi Council. Don't they have a talk with with the Council? Like, I don't really remember the Council in one. I think they were in it. Oh no! They were yeah. like you they guys had to go take back. Oh, yeah, to take the message and be like, yeah, midichlorians, holy fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. I do remember that now. So they retro did Yoda. Um, oh, yeah, I do remember that. So that's really fine. Because he was just, it was on that hover platform, wasn't he? In that one, is that the one I where Yoda's like hovering around or is that episode two? No, that yeah, is. Yeah, he's one walking in okay. episode one, I believe. Yeah, or sitting on that chair. Yeah, or sitting on a chair. <laughs> the hover platform. I don't know if they CG'd the uh, the other, the female. Yeah, the Yoda other Yoda. Yeah, I, I didn't get, I didn't see that part. But yeah, yeah that film's done. But, and then Attack of the Clones. Triple dumb. Yeah, but it's the entertaining kind of dumb. Yeah, one. that one, I don't... I, it's it's, I quite like it's a it. stupid, stupid film, but it's actually, the sequences are pretty great. I like the city, the Coruscant, like the Blade Runner rip-off. I mm. thought they did that quite well. There needs to be more Blade Runner rip-offs in general. And everyone likes crazy. Well, I, I don't know about everyone likes it, but I, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of that stupid mind layer noise. Oh, that, that, that's that's a classic sound design in the, all of the prequels. Are is really good. In fact, well, I'm not so sure. Some of the scenes, like during the big fight in Phantom Menace, are kind of dumb. Like the 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 sound of the big blue balls bouncing around. I didn't. Uh, A lot of the Phantom Menace's sound design is very cartoony. Like uh, is it Team Toes Pod? Yeah. That when it crashes, just goes. (laughs) (laughs) They probably would actually make that noise though. No, but it sounds like someone with like uh one of the those those silly whistles. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Penny whistles. Yeah. Yeah. Slide. Yeah. Slide whistles. Yeah. It just sounds like someone going. One of those. Like an overexcited clanger. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I saw a dramatic, like, full map of the Star Wars galaxy where someone had laid out where the systems actually were. Well, the exciting part's in the outer room, right? Yeah. But then, it, it, like, in in 2, where, the, where he's like, why isn't, why isn't Anakin on Tatooine? And he's mess- I, no, it's like, why is Anakin where I told him to say he's on Tatooine for some reason? I need to re- relay this message. Yeah. And it's like, the only reason that is even possible because he was using like a wide band search or whatever yeah. to find him and it's like the only reason that happened is because in actual fact according to this map it's like Tatooine and Genosis are actually right next to each other <laughs> it's yeah, like the sure. next star along <laughs> how would he have much more luck on Tatooine getting to message to Coruscant yeah exactly it's not like it was a very good probably, relay he was place. being jammed maybe by the Geonosians yeah, well, maybe. but then the Geonosians are complaining about being jammed by the Republic or whatever. It's like, oh, whatever. everyone's jamming everyone Jam, jam, all the way. So yes, the purpose of this short podcast... Let's <laughs> talk about Christmas. Let's <laughs> talk about Christmas. Might not be a short podcast at this rate. <laughs> well, um, we decided we're going to do our Game of the Year deliberations in long form in our next full-blown 
uh, podcast, Eps- which will 100. be episode 100 of the Salcast. Woo! Woo! We're just making excuses to make that happen, basically. That's what this podcast for. Indeed. <laughs> but we thought, we, we thought since uh, the new generation of consoles has launched, uh, that we should take some time <laughs> and reflect on the past eight or so years in gaming. Or in other words, maybe the last four because we won't remember shit past then. <laughs> yeah, well, look back to your launch games and remember how awesome they well, were. Well, how do you want to organise this? Because we could just do, like, by time, but I think it might be better spent, like, doing it by platform. Like, I think we should start throwing out game names and like, maybe note them down. <laughs> There's just a list well, of every game you can remember in the last no, eight no, years. No, no, but that you think are, like, worthy of, like... Of, of well, not, we not should just do it by platform, year. though. Yeah, by platform, by platform. Because... The, pla- the, the platforms had a lot of moments that, you know, a lot of the games that we'll, that I guess we'll talk about here may have been important, but they might not have necessarily been the best games over the course of the generation, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Because the immediate thought for me is if we're talking about, say, the 360 from the start, yeah. it's just how big a deal games like Geometry Wars and PGR 3 were. Oh, yeah, of, yeah, in terms of impact. I mean, PGR 3 doesn't necessarily hold up that well today, but it's... And I guess as a game structure, it probably wasn't as hot as PGR two. It probably no, it was kind of, but it was it's similar syndrome to Forza Five. It's like okay, launch game. We've got to up all the all the graphics. We've got to work really hard, but we've also got zero time because it's got to launch on this date. So we've got yeah. to cut down the game as, that as a visual kind of showcase. In... Both Geometry Wars and PGR three just knocked it out of the park. It's like hey, here, guys. Here's what your console can now do. do. Yeah, it's like bananas. <laughs> And it Enough. was, and it was, and it is still bananas to the point where you're kind of disappointed this time. <laughs> I, like, I guess. Well, but the, the jump is smaller this time, like, and it's probably going to be like that from now on, maybe because you know. Expect so. So we were just talking about the 360 now. I thought we were going to do the easy ones first, like the Wii. Let's do the Wii. Okay. All right, yeah. Well, no, I was, I was using that as an example yeah. of like, where conversations may get. Nintendo Wii. So Smack the drums. bold, ex- <laughs> the bold experiments. <laughs> In motion control that sold truckloads mysteriously. Yeah. Sort of took... Well, the, yeah, the weird thing about the Wii's sales history was that it was mostly people buying the console and then never buying any more games for it. Just playing Wii Sports. Just for Wii Sports. That Wii Sports be, that was the be word, a game but... of the entire generation, if you thought about it, in terms of... It probably might be one of the most influential... It's probably the it's the best selling game of the generation, isn't it? Well, it was a pack-in. Well, there you go. Well, yeah, you didn't have much choice. Anyone? I don't think there <laughs> was true. a version of the Wii that didn't come with it. Well, like, throughout it's much later. I yeah. think there was one just that like most recent before the Wii U came out. Right, they got rid of it in that one. Oh, what, like oh, well, when they actually started doing bundle deals. You mean that maybe they yeah, weren't I think so. Because they did a Mario Kart bundle at one point, and I think that was the first actual bundle they yeah. did, wasn't it? it? Was when Mario Kart came out. Yeah. I think I read that that um, Wii Sports was the first Nintendo game to outsell Super Mario Brothers. Wow. Okay, that's 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 by being attached to the console. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't yeah. count. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, it's weird when you when they put it like that because, but then in a way, Wii Sports it. It, yeah, I sort of go, end up going around in circles in my own head on this one because in a way, yeah, I kind of agree with you that it's kind of a cheap statistic when you're saying what that every Wii console had a copy of Wii Sports therefore everyone who bought you know the sales of Wii Sports could have been unnaturally inflated I suppose but at the same time I think it's relatively reasonable to say that everyone bought a Wii 
on the basis of Wii Sports. It certainly had a big, you know, it was the biggest like flagship for motion control, which was the new thing. And it was probably the only game that actually did it kind of well. Did it well. Yeah. <laughs> and Wii Sports Resort did it, you know, even further. And yeah. Took that even further. I mean, it but seems like with an expensive upgrade to. To, to Wii Motion Plus. Yeah. Which is going to be the problem when if, if I ever decided to get a Wii U is that none of the remotes I have are Plus and I'd have to get the little adapters to make them work. Do they it's not if you ever decide. Well, it's never it's guaranteed. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking getting one. But yeah, that, that's how it yeah. goes. Apparently they still, you can still get the attachment. Yeah. Oh, can you? Okay, you can. that's cool. Yeah. And I'm sure they'll come up on eBay, that kind of stuff. It's not, it's, they're not going di- you know, to be impossible to get hold of. But it's still kind of annoying that they... I suppose that's the same with any kind of like revision halfway through a generation that actually makes a difference. It's uh, but that's still irrelevant to us because we don't need we we don't we need pro controllers for Smash Brothers. Yeah, true. <laughs> actually, have to buy buy they can't use GameCube controllers anymore. Yeah, really, but irregardless, it seems like Wii Sports had kind of a potential to be like a gateway drug. And make like, and you'd think people who bought a Wii who didn't care about games, but they'd seen this new motion control thing, and then they played Wii Sports, really liked it. They might go on to play Mario, and then at that point, that's it, they're gamers. Yeah, but they can't. didn't actually happen. There was only, they, they were only in, in for motion control, and then nothing else did any good motion control. No. Yeah, that was exactly the problem. The Wii was one of these bastions of inspiration, supposedly. You know, it came out and it was like, oh, wow, we can do all of this stuff anymore. But no, actually what Nintendo proved is that you can do all of this stuff and not a lot else. They basically, like, showed you everything that you could possibly do with the Wii controller. Exactly, that's it. That's the that's the tech demo, but it's more than a tech demo because it was a good game, uh, and that a lot of people had a lot of fun with. Yeah, but I mean, things didn't really go much further, further than no, that. They no, didn't. like, and like, they couldn't really. Even the even the better games, I suppose, like just it devolved into just being used as the pointer. Um, yeah, which wasn't always for the best, or not. It didn't work for your first person games, or your or cut or quick time events, or even your sword simulator. That didn't work. I mean, you know, you know, I quite enjoyed Mad World as a game, but it's like, but even that, like, turned all of the all of the motion controls just became quick time event waggle to do this, waggle to shove your chainsaw there, kind of actions. So, given that's the Wii and its motion controls, let's go to the actual best games on the Wii, which probably have nothing to do with motion controls. So we've got Smash Brothers, which is you know, like. You play that with game controllers. <laughs> Obviously. So we've got Smash Brothers here. And pretty much, yeah, Smash Brothers is up there on the virtue of it being, well, for us, possibly the most fun thing that they released on it. And, on the Wii. And also has to rank incredibly highly on time spent. Actually. Because it's a time sink for us. It's just, you know, you start playing it. It's very, very, very hard to call that moment where it's like, I don't just, I just want, you know, I can't, I can't play anymore. My eyelids are actually fused together with sleep. It's... <laughs> Uh, other contenders, we've got Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty we, good. I, I guess, can we only say the first one for that? Because I don't think any of us really played two. I didn't like the idea of two. Because well, it was a cheap and like, added content. It was barely, it wasn't really a new game. I think we'll say it is, like, if you put the two side by side, that it is the better one, but for lazy sequel reasons, I yeah. suppose maybe it's... Yeah. Um, maybe it didn't. It would. I, I can understand why it didn't hold the gravitas at the time. And Yoshi was done. Is Yoshi always done? Not always. Not always. 
Not when you're making the focus of the game, like in Super Mario World 2. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like the only good, that's really the only good time. Well, yeah. And then well, they fucked that up with the new one that's kind of... Like, oh, <laughs> did they? The graphics and... Oh, yeah, but they based the new one on Yoshi's story. Well, sort of. Them. It's like a, they like they tried to mash the two styles together and just made a shit version of both. <laughs> <laughs> so what other shit we got on the Wii? There were two Zelda games, but I feel like Twilight Princess is actually a GameCube game that they shoehorned into. I know what you mean, but I, I can't imagine playing it without the Wii controls. <laughs> really? Yeah, I thought they worked. I thought they were it's so pointless and just like well, I don't know aiming the crossbow <laughs> wiggle, your wi- wiggle your wrist occasionally I don't know aiming the aiming the bow was kind of cool yeah but not really necessary no maybe you're right <laughs> but they did, they did they did things like they, did, they in the sense that they did a lot of stuff with the sound coming from the Wiimote and <laughs> also not really necessary not necessary but it kind of added to the experience it was kind of, it was kind of cool Twilight Princess is a weird one because it's like Ocarina of Time everybody loved and then Wind Waker came out and everyone was like what the fuck is this Zelda business yeah. at the time and then and then they were like oh well so you that's, just that's... wanted another Ocarina that's like in that spirit but a little bit more grown up or whatever you didn't want this cartoony shit okay we'll make you this Twilight Princess and then everyone was like actually Wind Waker was the awesomest I don't get it because I'm still really behind Twilight I think Twilight was a hell of a game yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's the one I, I'm not I'm, I guess I'm not the one to really talk much about Zelda because Twilight Princess is the only one I've finished mm-hmm. um, but I think that says something and that I've played a reasonable number of the Zelda games and for me to actually finish one carries weight it says something that's yeah. your Zelda I mean, played a reasonable number of the Zelda games I played quite a lot of Ocarina but never finished it I played a bit of Majora I've never finished it Okay, I barely started Wind Waker because that initial segment pissed me off so much. But a I've, played a, I've tried to play a few. Maybe played three, and I have tried to play some of the two D ones, but never got into it like enough. And not not for any real reason, I guess. I just just never really stuck with it long enough. I don't really have a problem with them. I just never stuck with them. Yeah. Um, I, and, I had to play 3D Zelda before I gave 2D Zelda a chance. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I would love you to didn't have a choice. <laughs> I had the choice. I could have played. I had linked the uh, past on my D- on my uh, Game deluxe yeah, g- yeah. color Game Boy or the color. GBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd quite like to actually go back and play one of those sometime. You know, but just well, you can play just... the brand new one, right? Exactly. Well, just, yeah, I've just I've just never got around to it. That's it. That's all it is. But you can't play the brand new one because it's on 3DS and it's far too expensive. Forty quid. But yeah, buy the shit shop. Yeah, grab an emulator, grab yourself Link to the Past, I guess, and then Oracle of Ages all seasons. Yeah, Zach's favourite. Well, I liked it. I like Link to the Past as well. Did you play Minish Cap? Mm, I tried once, but I didn't get very far into it. Okay, okay. That's, was that the one with the? Tra- oh no, the Spirit Tracks with the train. Yeah, yeah, that's the. Man, that's the one that's I, always, I always forget exactly. about the Spirit Tracks because it's, 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 it's a weird dumb. one. Yeah, <laughs> dumb and weird. But that's the thing, Majora's Mask was mental and weird. Like, compared yeah, to was... Ocarina, it was bonkers weird. Well, I don't know. But it kind of stands out. It wasn't that much. Yeah, exactly. It does stand out. It's become like a kind of cult classic now, because it's kind of, it was, it's a strange one. And I, and I can never forget, dingo, dingo. Dingo, dingo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but it, Twilight... that would have been better if it, didn't have, if, it, if it was a bit more forgiving of its mechanics. Yeah, Twilight... It was a bit hardcore. It was a bit hardcore. Uh, Twilight Princess worked... is my gem. Has to be said, there was yeah. something resonated about the feel of that game. That... It was a middle. It was a straight down the middle proper Zelda game. Yeah, that was like, well, really it, well yeah, made. It was, there was something about the what, the aesthetic, the the fact that they went that you know slightly bloomy look to things. Yeah. and uh, I liked Link's character design in it, and it's the wolf was cool. Midna was kind of fun. 
Yeah. It was, I don't know, every, everything balanced really well. And it never had one of those long, awkward middle sections. It was just an incredibly well-paced, incredibly well-structured game. And that's So let's put up uh, Zelda vs. Mario here on the Wii. What? 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 Oh, no, we're Why are we stopping with this? No, 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 no. In general, I'm just saying who in the rankings. Oh. Smash Brothers is probably still at the top here. In, I know, yeah. Uh, it's going to be hard to top that, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. But where would you place Twilight versus Mario Galaxy? I uh, Something about Galaxy never grabbed me. I right. liked it, but it never... I never found myself wanting to go back to it. When I was playing it, I thought it was great. But Well, it was like... It, you know, it, like it, was on, it was mechanics and not and it was like for some reason even though like in in 64 you're fucking jumping into paintings and there's just these goddamn floating islands in, in space yeah somehow galaxy felt even less co- coherent where it's just like random planetoids floating around for no reason it's, it's like every time literally I'm... no reason because it's just like there's the, you just go there I don't know I had the other experience like every time I played it I was impressed every time they introduced in slightly, you know, like a bespoke level, like the one level that did something different. Even the frickin' B level, I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, and you're just like, they're doing a lot of stuff, but for some reason I just never got to that stage where I was putting the disc in my Wii and actually choosing to play it. <laughs> I don't know why that is. And mm. there's something about that. And I didn't... As, as Twilight, I just basically went through it. Like, just... I wasn't really playing anything else when I was going through that. I didn't drift. Except for I to play TF2. But... Naturally. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that bit comes later. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what else was there? Uh, I was, I was well, looking at my shelf. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Metroid Prime 3. Because uh, that was... One uh, was the best. While, yeah, while it's, not as, the best. while it's not as good as the first Metroid Prime... I'd probably even go as far as to say I don't think it's as good as Metroid Prime 2. Yeah, maybe. Um, but it is still a very good game, and it was yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice rap rap to that sort of story arc, if you can call it an arc. I suppose there wasn't there was never really that much of a surrounding story to the Prime series, but it was, it felt like a bit of a conclusion. Even if I don't know, perhaps the inclusion of voice acting maybe ruined some of the feel, which sounds dumb. But, yeah. Um, the po- I don't think the pointing and the, like, the actual control was that bad. It was just like, there was other people that's what ruined it. Yeah, as maybe. soon as there was any other characters, it's other like just this... you by yourself and, and Ridley. Yeah, they, <laughs> they took a big risk and, and with that, and I'm not sure it 100% paid off, because it's the atmosphere of Metroid is being alone. And then they proceeded to shit that off even more when they made the stupid... Oh, yeah, but Nintendo... Behind, let's not forget Nintendo weren't behind that. That's Team Ninja being Team Ninja and yeah. being... Stuck. Oh, right, yeah. Being kind of dicks. Yeah. 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 Yes. Why did I forget that? Is that really competing with with your Zeldas? It's probably competing with the Zeldas. It's a pretty pretty great game. (laughs) Yeah. Sonic Cars is pretty great. It's another one of those games where I keep thinking to myself, I really should go back and play it again. Totally. Play the good levels. Yeah. (laughs) Load up your save so you don't have to play all the shit. Well, I might just do one of those because it has like a, a direct assault style mode where it's like play every stage in one go like a proper Sonic game. <laughs> yeah. Thinking maybe giving that a try. And then the other thing I saw when I was looking at the shelf, not a game to win, but hilarious, Excite Truck! Oh, <laughs> shit, yeah. The dumb launch game of Insane and Well, that was one of the... 
but that kind of it's Excite Truck is another one of those games that I think sort of almost showed off what the Wii should have been about. Yeah, and just the lyrics t- fun. Yeah, exactly. They took and motion controls that worked. <laughs> yeah, they worked. Well, they, they weren't precise. That game, none of that game was precise. No, but it was good enough to make it super enjoyable. And it's it's kind of the equivalent of your like smartphone doodle jumps or ridiculous fishing. Yeah, kind of, kind of. I mean, it suffered from being kind of presentationally off in a weird way. Well, it was like a classic kind of shitty game presentation. <laughs> yeah. It was like menus of poop. And <laughs> it, was, it was quite beat. Graphics yeah. aren't that great. Which is weird for like a first party Nintendo title. Yeah. It's like, it was, it was kind of B-tier feel. But, but it was just so much fun. Finding stupid tree runs. Taking the middle route when there is no, nothing there. <laughs> and seeing if you can survive. It was freaking hilarious. Yep. It's like, I can only imagine what would, what that game would have been had it been, like, slightly more than... Well, because we only ever really played it in two-player mode, but... I don't know, did, did it support up to four? Or did it only have a two? No, I think it was only two. Yeah, because that game must have been much, much better with, like, with more players, like, all jumping around like crazy fools. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But, uh, I don't know. It's Maybe that's worth revisiting. I don't know, it was, it was, it was fun. We, we probably... Uh, well, we tried to about a lot of games, it. we sunk too much time... We sunk more time into that game than I think it deserved. But <laughs> We tried revisiting it once not that long ago and then discovered that, of course, we're shit at it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got so so good at just precisely... Because there was a sort of timing element because of the way the controls sort of worked and they, how floaty they were. You kind of had to preempt what it was you had to do. Well, it was, and then it was like the trick of actually getting the spins and stuff to work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you had to rock it at a certain speed to get it to pick it up, right? And yeah. You couldn't just, like, go... ...move your hands, because it just wouldn't wouldn't like that. No. Yeah, I like Bones. It was a fun game. Kind of an important moment in selling us on the Wii, I suppose. I, I sort of want to bring up Monkey Ball. Not because I think it was a great game. Game versions of that affair as well. <laughs> yes, no, agreed. But in terms of like a, as a motion control showcase, it had everything into both the good and the bad. Because it, it had some examples of how you could do motion control really well um, for some of its mini games, uh, and then some examples of how how really not to do it. Like some of the games were just weird, like the ones where you're jumping around as a frog and like bending the controller in some weird contortionist fashion to try and get your frog to run in a straight line or something it was some really bizarre stuff in that but there was a lot of bizarre stuff so it was okay <laughs> that's monkey ball in a nutshell really yeah most hilarious thing of the Wii generation <laughs> Sonic and the Secret Rings with the games uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that was well that whole game was kind of an oddity because it was it wasn't as bad as it could have been. It, probably, it was like yeah. an average sort of with the actual game part of it. Yeah, there was sort of it was one of those games that sort of perhaps said that maybe Sonic Team could move, move in a different direction and pull it off. This wasn't it, but perhaps the direction was a good route to go. But then the mini games kind of just none of them really worked. No, and um, it was hilarious. The control was awful, but it was very very funny. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's no. not actually true though, because of the hilarious, most hilarious thing in the generation would have been something that happened in Smash Bros. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> funny shit happens in that all the time. Yeah, people getting stuck in barrels. And... Oh, no, wait, that, no, that was the previous one. Yeah. But near enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty great. I'm surprised we haven't. Is Mario Kart worth a mention? No, it was just a Mario Kart game. Yeah. Double Dash was better. Double Dash was better. Yeah. 
agree. Even though everyone hates Double Dash for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I, 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 I always really liked Double Dash. I don't get what the problem was with it. it was cool. I mean, it felt different. Yeah. But that wasn't necessarily a bad thing. It felt right for the platform. Yeah. The, the chunky GameCube controller, I suppose, kind of felt, kind of was right for a fairly chunky handling game. Yeah. Even if all we ended up doing was playing on... The Oval. Yeah, the Oval. <laughs> with, like, all the way... I think we did that that much. Oh, I, I did it a ton of uni. <laughs> that was cool. Okay. I did, I did it a lot. It was, just, it was just, like, everything always just devolved into that. We'd play a few rounds on other tracks, and then we'd just send it to the Oval <laughs> and stay there. And, of course, the, like, the, ever, there was a race to be who could be Donkey Kong, I think, so you could just jump, put the giant bananas all over the all over the track. Yeah, <laughs> whoever had the best secret power. Yeah. Although, although Bowser, I think I played Bowser quite a lot on that one, just so I could use the big shell, because it bounced around so awkwardly. Yeah. Yeah, Double Dash was definitely better. Agreed. So that's the end of the week, then. Smash Brothers wins. Smash Brothers wins! <laughs> yeah, game. almost certainly. Okay, followed up with a bit, uh, a couple of Mario and Zelda's, I guess. And Sonic. And Sonic, Maybe. and Sonic Colors. Yeah, Sonic Colors is worth a mention. It's pretty damn great. Wow, that's a whole generation of Nintendo console there. Yeah. I guess and they... it was Smash Brothers. What's the best game of the Wii U? I'm guessing Smash Brothers. <laughs> we'll that yet. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Five or six I, years. I, I'm projecting four to six years to when we say Smash Brothers for, for the best game of the Wii U. Maybe. Almost certainly. They could fuck it up. Future Rob says. Yes. Well, yeah, but it, even if they fuck it up, what's going to beat it? Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, you mean to say that even if it's a shit Smash Brothers, it's still going to be better than everything else on the Wii U? Well, <laughs> it depends what they do with Zelda on the Wii U. We still don't know what they're going to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, they released Wind Waker HD. Oh, that's no, 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 no. That doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. People are using it as a as a reason for to get a Wii U. Uh, but oh wait, secretly the game of the generation on the Wii, Windjammers. <laughs> it came out on the virtual console in oh, Japan. Did it? Yeah. Uh, Did it? Wow. Someone still has that license then. Well, they still the original people still have that license. What Data East? Yeah, they're still about. Well, maybe not as Data East, though, but the people who went off from there oh, still wow. have that license. Well, that's a bit of a bummer. Yeah, I know. So oh, it only came out of Japan. Well, Fuck them. What does, that, mm, what does that mean about the licensing deal of people playing it in the EU then? Do we... We can't get it. <laughs> That's what that means. Mm. I don't know if it's like, like one of those manga things where technically it's okay to watch like anime and stuff in this country if it's not been licensed in this country. They should have just released it in all territories. I mean, come on. There's no reason... That's really the case for any game ever. It's like, there's no reason to not release things in... Well, or for at least for games that don't require much translation. If yeah, it's an um, RPG and it has a shit ton of text, then maybe you have a case. Sure, there's a cost there. And I guess there's always some... For some regions in the EU especially, there's bizarre legal requirements. Yeah. If you were shipping to Australia, I guess that would be a problem. Um, but not a digital release on the fucking Wii Shop. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, for something that's like... An arcade game, yeah, like would almost would that be, already has a US version as well. Would be guaranteed to get like an E for everyone rating, or yeah. Right, shall we? Um, but there was one. There was bikini ladies on the beach. Tea. Oh no! <laughs> oh, not bikinis. Not animated. Well, the very slight animated boob jiggle. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> How, how's your breadstick doing? It's an out. It's going to be very crunchy, I suspect. Does it smell great? I hope so. Bite it and find out. 
Oh, not as crunchy as I thought. No, yeah. It's not it's not crisp crunchy. No. It is like background noise crunchy. So anyway, what <laughs> crunchy? What were you saying before it interrupted us with the most hilarious game ever? We're going to swap console now. Let's yes. go to the PS3, I believe. Oh, yes. no, 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 no. Yeah, let's go DS. Let's go DS. Stick to the Ninty. Okay, Ninty theme. Well, this is going to be another easy category. Is it? <laughs> go on, Emma. What's the winner? Farts Wars. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Jules Drive. <laughs> yep. Yeah, what, that, over the um, over yeah. everything else. <laughs> what about the Dark Conflict one? Or? No, that wasn't as good. No, Dual Strike was better. I, I liked the style of Dark Conflict, but it wasn't as much content. No, but was Dual Strike better than the GBA games? Yes, uh, truly. Mm, yeah, probably. I think so. Best of the series, probably. Dual Strike. Uh, Did it really use the, the dual screens? That that well? Well, no. <laughs> it, it didn't really, but it was not. It, the, there was more real screen real estate in general was kind of useful. Well, what it did with the dual screens was dumb. Where it was like they had a, you had the concept of like dual screen fights, where it's like two different maps going on. Yeah, and then you could play. But the trouble, the thing was, it's like. You could even you could set the second second screen to be computer controlled, and it's like, why the fuck would you do that? Because the AI is inevitably retarded. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you control both screens, but then obviously when you are controlling the other screen, it swaps it onto the other onto the bottom. So you, so you can, can use, use the touchpad. Right? Yeah, so you can do the touchscreen, and then for some reason, when it, the top screen is the only one that is is flat, and the bottom screen is mode seven <laughs> for no apparent reason. Well, that's because the DS had the the the. Oh, no, no, that is weird, isn't it? It was Mode 7 on the bottom screen. Yeah. And not on the top. Yeah, because the top screen... No, the bottom screen did have a little bit more processing power in the DS. Because the, the architecture is that both things... It's fucking Mode 7! Had, like, yeah. It, it should have been able to... Or, the or the ultimate argument to that, why was any of it Mode 7? Because it's a fucking map! <laughs> I guess. And they were still using 2D sprites for the units and everything. Well, to try and make it look different. I, I, I never minded it. It was subtle enough. It was dumb. <laughs> but the dual screen battles were bad anyway. That was actually bad. That's what I mean. We'll talk about best game on the whole DS. <laughs> yeah, but it was. It was. But that was a minor part. Yeah. Dual straight. It wasn't every mission wasn't like that. No. It was only, there, there was the dumb one like, you know, where they like occasionally be air units, wouldn't there, in the top screen. Yeah. And it would... Where mode 7 didn't matter. Yeah. Because it was a flat cloud layer. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> What else we got? But just in, there's a shit ton of content in that game, though. It's massive. Yeah. You got meteors on here? Probably. Oh, how did I forget meteors, man? Uh, best games of the whole DS. Literally one of the first. Where are you aware? A game that I had to import from America because I couldn't wait. What meteors? Yeah, and, oh, and Advance yeah. Wars actually. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you aware? Uh, is that the best version of Mario? No, one? no, the, like the, the original two, yeah, the Game Boy yeah. ones. Yeah, better. Yeah, uh, it was pretty great, but not not as good as the GB. And then obviously Sonic Rush Adventure. Oh, you put Adventure higher than the original? Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. I, there was something about I don't think the level design yeah. was as good. But it had better it, on average. The levels were better levels overall. It didn't have any dumb parts of levels like because oh, like, right. no, like, Rush had there. like the had like this room is going to see you inside until you've defeated a certain number of enemies. Yeah, true. And then the this you're going to stand on this moving platform as it trundles very slowly along, and you can't walk off the edges because it's limited to the edge of the screen. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I'd, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. An ethno circus. Yeah, exactly that level. 
Just just for that level alone. <laughs> Pretty much both of those Egyptian levels. Mm. Reminiscence of Sonic 3. <laughs> the Egyptian yeah. levels sucked. <laughs> I have used to mind the outdoor. Yeah, the, the first half was okay, but the inside was a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, the ghost level. God. It was a pain. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm with you on that. I suppose Sonic Rush had more of a structure as well with the travelling mecha- games actually being kind of fun. Adventure, you mean? Yeah, that's, that's what I meant, yeah. You can't say Sonic Rush, because that was my fault. Yeah, true. <laughs> and having a killer, both of them having killer soundtracks. Naturally. Um, even though Hideki Naganuma only worked on the first one. <coughs> yeah, that was a more interesting soundtrack. Because it was just jet radio, jet radio music. <laughs> yeah, it was totally really. nuts. It was great. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed they never stuck with that. No. Like, why didn't they just keep that style? Or does it feel dated now? I don't know. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> it's even appropriate for Sonic. Yeah. So it, it is, it, that's the thing. It is super appropriate for Sonic, rather than their sort of guitars and strings and stuff that they sort of go for now. I hate that. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I wish it was... Well, the strings were the worst. Whenever they go... Really, like some of the ones, in, some of the songs in Secret Rings got a bit epic. Although some of the songs in Secret Rings also had terrible, terrible lyrics. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Every single bit of all you've got. You can rock the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or whatever the fuck that line actually is. Let the speed to mend it. Yeah, let the speed to mend it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> that was great. Uh, the problem is, like, I get there's like one of the best and most annoying things about the Rush sa- adventure soundtrack was the constant feeling. Other <laughs> <laughs> oh, party people. What else we got on the Nintendo DS? Mm. Any decent Pokemon games on that thing? No, well, Diamond Pearl went, wasn't that interesting. Yeah, that was sort of during Fair the enough. Pokemon lull. During the lull period. Okay. Yeah. Man, there were so many games on that system though. Probably way more than on the the, the main console. Star Fox Armada was pretty cool. Yeah, not that great. It wasn't. It wasn't. That's the problem. It was. It was. It was. It was, it was good. I wouldn't. But I wouldn't say it was. It. The problem was, is it just wasn't a proper Star Fox game. And as the last Star Fox game they've made, which is that's kind of worrying in a weird way. If you think about it, Star Fox Armada was the last Star Fox game Ninty put out. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else the Mario Kart wasn't bad yeah. the DS Mario Kart was pretty good not as good as the GBA one <laughs> obviously obviously I tried playing that the other day well, all of those old Mario Karts are fucking ridiculous how are we good at those yeah they are, they're insanely hard what have you got uh, Zelda wise Phantom Hourglass yeah uh, Phantom Hourglass Spirit Tracks Spirit Tracks Minish Cat Minish Cat was GBA yeah I'm pretty sure oh, it was a GBA yeah. I think so yeah. Um, I can't think of everything else. Okay, so I, I, you know, in fairness, I didn't have much for my DS. I didn't end up going big. I, you know, Ridge Racer was fine for a launch game, <laughs> but you know, it's Ridge Racer. It's Ridge Racer. But it was more like old Ridge Racer, you know, like original Ridge Racer. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that quite worked. No, but still, had a lot of the same tracks and stuff, and handled very similar. What about ridiculous Japanese, like, insane adventure oh. games like Phoenix Wright and shit? Ostatically like Oenden. Or Oenden, yeah. Uh, that, that game was fun. Elite Beat Agents. Yeah, well, yeah, screw that. You want the Japanese one? Yeah. Um... Oh! 
<laughs> I quite liked Phoenix Wright. I played the first one a bit. Um, but it was a bit of a mixed bag. The, the Phoenix Wright was a weird one because it was a bit of a mixed bag because the, the first Phoenix Wright game they released on, on DS was originally a GBA game in Japan that they ported to DS um, for the American and EU markets. And it was... And they added stuff. They had a couple of cases where they started using the the DS technology to do things that weren't in the original game. Like, so you'd have objects you'd have to manipulate in 3D to find clues on them and stuff like that. And those cases were really great. And then you played another case, and there would be like, well, there's only like five cases in the game, so maybe only one of them was like 3DS niceness, or well, DS niceness. Um, and then the others were just kind of you know fairly basic texty sort of stuff. Um, so that was a mixed bag. And then Phoenix Wright 2 and 3, which I think were also GBA ports as well, they didn't do any of that stuff, so they kind of got bored. <laughs> it's like, so actually out of that era, Phoenix Wright 1 is the best of the lot because they sort of experimented and, they, mm. and then didn't do any. But I don't know, they were kind of interesting. Even if they were, but they were kind of annoyingly structured. Phoenix Wright games, are, for me, are a little bit annoyingly structured. They're kind of fun to read as a sort of visual novel rather than a game. I suppose. Because if you cock up a court case, you have to just go back and repeat a chunk until you get it right. And it's... I don't know. That gets tedious if it's kind of tricky to do. Or you haven't found a particular link between objects or... I don't know. That gets a little bit meh. But I don't know how else you could do it. Mm. Unless, you, <laughs> unless you had some kind of crazy branching storyline that let you cock up cases. That's the thing, isn't it? There's so much more work. I don't know how they do that. Right, and it wouldn't necessarily fit within the franchise, would it? Like, no, no, because he's Phoenix Wright, but then <laughs> he never gets shit wrong. Yeah, objection. So we're we going with the Zach's initial thing, like the last period, previous category. Yep. Arsenal's Dual Strike best game of the DS of the whole generation of of portable games. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it that. I'm I'm okay with that. I I would put Sonic Rush Adventure in a close second. Meteos. What? Mm. Runner up for me. Meteos. It's, it's great, but not as hot as those two. Are we doing PSP, Lumines, Mines, etc.? Yeah, sure. Why don't we do that now? Uh, Wipeout Pure. That's my pick, I think. Um, what about Wipeout Pulse? That's the thing. Like, Wipeout Pulse is a lot more, but I felt that Pure did it first and it did it really well. Like, I don't think it was hobbled. Pulse just had more content. Pure had. Mm. Pure I, different. Well, the handling changed quite significantly. It did change a bit, but I I quite like the pure handling, and the um, the, with the air brakes and stuff, and pure had the first kind of you know re, you know absorb the power up to regenerate rather than uh, just dropping it. Yeah, rather than dropping it or having to have pit lanes, which yeah. didn't never really worked in Wipeout as good as in F Zero. So no, because they were always like. I don't know, there's part of the track design of Wipeout was to make the pit lanes look, kind of, re- pit look lane. kind of realistic Which and they were, meant they were a pain in the ass to get into. And they're impossible to use. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a big innovation. And I just thought it looked great. Like, that that was that level where it's raining and shit. It's so cool. Well, Wipeout Pure also benefited from the free DLC. Yeah, loads of free DLC. Loads <laughs> of free DLC. Yeah, that like, was amazing. More than doubled in content. Yeah, it did. And some yeah. of it was bonkers. Yeah. Do you remember the one they did with like designer brands or something where like there were like cartoony right. style levels and It was awesome. It was great. It was great, great. I really like Wipe Up here. Um I, I think, think I always ended up preferring all of the DLC stuff to the original stuff in that game. 
So we got yeah, pure pulse. We've got um, Lumines. We got Lumines. Although got I would Loco, I would put Lumines two over Lumines one. Fair enough. <laughs> I played a lot more Lumines one. Uh, Lumines two just had more. It was Fair like it was Lumines one, but with more. So it's like it's just better. And dumb license music. Yeah. Uh, um, didn't didn't um, uh, did it have like was it Wind It Up by um Gwen Stefani in there with the trumpets? Oh yeah, yeah. it was just like that because like they would play the video in the background while we were playing Lunas, and there'd just be the odd shot of a trumpet just going. It's like that made my day because <laughs> Rob loves trumpets. Yeah, no, some some of the music and some of the music choices were genius. I'm still a massive fan of that Genki Rocket song. I know it's ultra cheesy, but I love it. Um, the, the one by Mizuguchi's band, <laughs> um, and there's a it had some Junkie XL in there, had some Beck. It was a hell of a lineup, really. It was pretty great. All of it worked. All of it worked. Even Missy Elliott fucking worked. Blue lines. <laughs> These are the, the launch games are the best games. It seems to be in general true. Like we've had Dual Strike. What did we have for the for the Wii, the the uh, Smash Brothers, that yeah. wasn't a launch title, though, was it? No, no, no. that was um, Smash Brothers was quite late. But for PSP, I feel like Wipeout, Lumines. We we'll talked about Lumines too, which is later, obviously. But, yeah. Uh, what else? Well, because then, because then the problem was, is my interest in the PSP sort of waned. <laughs> yeah, because there wasn't any good games. There was Loco Roco. That was alright. Loco, yeah. Loco Roco was pretty great. Um, I played Patapon <laughs> quite a bit. Um, that was that was okay. Wasn't as good as Loco. Um, I tried playing Sonic Rivals. <laughs> that was pretty guff. Of course it was. Yeah. They did too much trying to make PS2 games work on the PSP, mm. and it never really worked yeah, out. The Burnout wasn't bad. Yeah, that's true. I think I played that. You had it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did have that, didn't I? Yeah. yeah but the thing is burnout 3 was just so good on the xbox it was just ridiculous yeah it was, it was hard to go to the psp version yeah. from that i mean i know the psp came afterwards but it was it was a bit um, framey on the psp yeah as well. it was a bit yeah. a number of games on the psp that were actually 3d suffered from frame issues yeah. i mean wipeout was pretty wipeout was all times. right yeah i don't know it was okay it worked but yeah the first time I'd seen a screen like that. It was just pre-smartphones. Like it looked amazing. Uh, yeah, the screen was pretty good. The screen was, the screen was kind of ahead of its time. Well, it had, yeah, there was a lot of dead pixels issues with the PSP in general, and it had a weird. It didn't like uh, if you had like a light scene and a dark object smeared across it, it would leave like a red trail behind it. Yeah, there was some weird. There was, it, you know, the refresh. I guess you'd call it on the screen wasn't great. The uh, time to things to light up was pretty slow. So it would be a bit blurry. A bit smeary. But I, I think I just ended up playing Lumines more than anything else on yeah. that thing. Um, Are you going for Lumines then? I, I'm I'm highly tempted to go to Lumines too. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, there was, I like Wipeout. I'm sure there's... I'm, I'm struggling to remember, but I'm sure there was some game that I played for an insanely long amount of time on that PSP. I had that on the PS1 emulator. No, uh, yeah, I only played like up to where we are actually in the. Um... So, like 13 hours? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that was it. I think I played something else more. But I can't remember what it was. Wasn't it the thing that you stopped to play Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> Maybe. I played quite a lot of Space Invaders Extreme hmm. on the PSP. That was kind of cool. Hmm. Um, 
Oh, oh God, what was that weird? Every Extend Extra. Oh, yeah. That was pretty great. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Because that that's very different from the X-Blar version. I, I, got in, I got into that quite a lot because it's such a weird game. Yeah. And it had okay. some pretty great music. Because um, that was Q as well. Yeah. Um, that version of it. Uh, I'm sure there was something I used to just... It was something I actually installed. <laughs> you know, it got digitally. Oh, yeah, that was a new thing, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katamari wasn't all that great. Yeah, Katamari wasn't as good as on PS2. No, the, no the, we love Katamari on the PS2. It's by far the best The best version. one. The best yeah. one. Yeah. Um, cool, I think we got some locks here, haven't we? Yeah, I, I didn't know. It can't have been good enough if I can't remember it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? Moon Mines over Wipeout? I don't know. I didn't really play anything apart from Logoroco and Lumens, but I only played Lumens on the PC, really. Do you prefer Logoroco to Lumens? Mm, no. Not really. Not really, yeah. Might go for Lumines then. I think that's fair enough. Lumi- Let's go for Lumines as a series. Okay. I like, I like. It kind of. Because one, well, one was also very good. Yeah. Um, two, two hit the sweet spot for me. It's but. funny, this ultra, at the time, ultra powerful first ever fully 3D handheld console and the best game is a puzzle game that's effectively yeah, like that just had good music yeah and it was, well, it, was you know, it was great though music, it looked great yeah a puzzle game with musical timing yeah, it was, was kind of cool. new it was cool <laughs> barely musical timing though really well you know, every, 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 anyone says like oh it's a music game it's like not not really you're just playing a puzzle game and then it just takes a certain amount of time for the things to clear. Well, that, that, time, that, that was, time is related to the song. But that was part of the strategy, though, of that game. It was kind of... Like, yeah, okay, the the the, the, the fact that it was timed to the music wasn't necessarily the important part, but the fact that it was... The, the, the sort of timeline mechanic was kind of interesting, so you could build up bigger, bigger combos until the timeline swiped it. It was neat. There we are, then. PSP, game of the generation. Our favourite PSP game was Lumines, or Luminez. Or however the hell you're supposed to do Yeah, that did work out how you're supposed to say it. I think it is Lumines. But... Right, let's move on to a is serious uh, console. A serious console. I'm thinking PS3. Yeah. Uh, we well, should go PS3 through. is a different one. I haven't, got my, I haven't I didn't make many notes about PS3. Because PS, PS3 is a bit of a weird one in my book, because it has a lot of really good highs. But mm. I feel strangely about PS3 because if you want to talk it in terms of like, like if you get into one of those conversations about whether the Xbox or the PS3 is the superior one it's like it's kind of a difficult conversation because PS3 had a number of really good first party titles yeah but then kind of everything else was a bit rubbish or felt a bit rubbish to me whereas the Xbox kind of had a fairly decent run across the board yeah but the PS3 exclusives are really good like, Let's talk about them. Like all of the Uncharted series. Yeah, we got the Uncharted series and and the Last of Us. I mean, if counts. I was, to, well, yeah. I mean, if I was to pick one out of the Naughty Dog catalog, it would be Uncharted Two. Yeah, me too. Easily obviously. the best of the lot. That was awesome. I mean, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Both as a technical achievement and a fun to play game. Uncharted Two is just leagues above it. I mean, Uncharted Three they went a little serious. Yeah. And some of the level design just didn't. Some of the combat scenarios were really awkward. It didn't quite um, pull off quite the same as two, but what do you expect? I mean, no, true. it was still a great game, but it just there were sex, there were segments of it that were just kind of crap. 
if I'm honest, that just didn't play very well. And the same is sort of true of The Last of Us. It's a wonderful technical achievement, but um, as we know from my from my discussions this year, it wasn't actually a fun game, and that's kind of intentional. Um, mm. And it's and it did have some shit sections, like some really shit sections at times that I just did not get on with. Whereas um, Antarctica Two kind of holds it, doesn't it? Yeah, and you know it has that Indiana Jones comedy feel. It really does, it put, and it does it well. Like it's not too cheesy or too. No, or I mean the, the entire game may be dumb if you start breaking it down, but then so was Indiana Jones. The whole thing yeah. is dumb, so it's like it works. It just works. It's a fantastic game. That's um, pretty much the end of that conversation. So we got Uncharted well, 2? Well, pretty much. I mean, I played, got? I played Catherine on PS3, and I thought that was pretty great. Um, I thought I had something on PS3. I can't remember. You don't know, Jack. Done. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't played that yet. But it's um, fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a given. It's kind of the same game as the previous generation and the generation before that. Little Big Planet was kind of a big deal. Yeah, that's true. Little Big Planet. Um again not because the control was particularly tight but because it was doing something very new I mean the creative tools in that you could argue are still kind of unparalleled in the in the space and you know the fact that Little Big Planet 2 then went and expanded things to try and let you build like other games and things and like the, the mechanics enough were, were robust enough to let you build like mechanical calculators crazy ass shit going on in that game it was mm. it was good it was good, kind of groundbreaking. Um, you got your Gran Turismo's, I guess. What else is a PS3 game? Heavy Rain. Yeah, Heavy sure. Rain's kind of great. Heavy Rain. Um, I I really like Heavy Rain. I mean, I know that's one. It's a kind of a polarizing game, but I really like it. And it's, it's good as both a technical showpiece and a, yeah, it's a pretty great story actually in that as well. Um, I still, I you know, I know we haven't done it, but I still really want to play Beyond. Yeah. Um, you got- I'm not necessarily convinced it's going to be better than Heavy Rain from what I've heard about it, but... Um, It'll be a new... I, I think it's going thing. to be a, a, a fun experience for however long it lasts. It's, I think it's going to be an enjoyable ride, if, if not a technically brilliant game, if you put it, let me put it that way. Um, I guess Final Fantasy kind of dropped the ball in the PS3 era, to some extent. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't mind 13, but if you were to put it against the other Final Fantasies... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the trouble. Yeah, it is the trouble. You know, even if it, you know, I didn't wasn't a crazy fan of FFX, but you put FFX next to thirteen, and I'd take X any day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know I've got thirteen two to play, but thirteen two supposedly fixed a number of the problems with 13. with thirteen. Um, so yeah, but we're not talking game of the console generation. That's for sure. No, no, not. It's, it's a shame it's a shame they could have done something really special with the PS3 year of tech but just I don't know I don't know what happened to them really it's like is it because I guess I don't know what happened internally at Squeenix that made everything a bit of a problem this time around something must have happened I guess so I don't know what's going on at Squeenix in general because they bought like they turned into a publisher that bought like idols and shit and yeah. all kinds of stuff and they're trying to go western which works sometimes and sometimes doesn't yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still holding out hope for 15. Yeah, I think it should be good. Some of that, well, admittedly, we haven't really seen any concrete sort of gameplay footage, I suppose. It's the, those all like, what looked like a highly CGI'd mock-up. Um, but, you know, I'm still holding out hope. 
Oh, although not that kind of hope, because goddamn hope may be the most <laughs> annoying character of the entire generation. There we go. Winner. Winner of most annoying character. Fucking hope. I don't know about that. You're... I, don't, I didn't mind. <laughs> I'm sure if we thought about it, we can up with some pretty bad ones. I don't know. A lot of people had a problem with Vanille as well from that yeah. game. I didn't. I thought she was fine. But... <laughs> the best name ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's a very over-the-top, very Japanese-style character, but I don't necessarily have a problem with that. It just perhaps stood out that it was a very, like, anime character being American voice acted, maybe. This sort of made it feel a little weird. I don't know. You can sort of get away with a lot of stuff when you anime things. Um, I don't know. I, I really wanted to play Nino Kuni, which I think might have been yeah, up there. could have been. Nino um, Kuni, maybe. How do I play it? Um, uh, I'm struggling to think, really, because... I think there, there must be more than I can think of. Like, because a lot of people talk about Gran Turismo being pretty amazing, although I hated GT5. Um... I never really bought into much, to be honest. Um, on the PS3, in compared, I just played the Uncharted's because they were great. Um, I think we got a winner here. It's Naughty Dog. Journey. You got Journey, yeah. Journey's pretty fantastic, and there's the you know all of the that game company stuff like Flow Flower. and yeah, Flower, Flower, all that. Flower was kind of a neat showcase for PS3 builds. Yeah. Oh, why? We had this conversation earlier. Why have we not said it? Fucking Wipeout HD. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that game. We've got launch downloadable game. Oh my god. Wipeout HD. And I, we've done it again. A fucking launch game. Or near launch game. I don't think it came out immediately. It was pretty close. Pretty close. It was the only um, reason to get a PS3 for a long time, I, I think. Oh my god, Wipeout. Oh, no. no. Oh, that's, that, I'm, I'm now having a really tough fight in my head between that and Uncharted, Uncharted 2. Uncharted 2, that's the only... Especially that's the when only the Fury fight. pack came out mm. for Wipeout HD and that thing just went, oh, it's so good. Shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I think for me it's Uncharted 2, but that's because that's pretty much the only game that was so good that I had to steal someone's PS3 just to play yeah. it. Well, I never got into GTA, so which is supposedly one of the, the biggest things to get if you had a PS3, you know. GTA? Yeah. I don't know if that can count in our category. But they say GTA 4 was like one of the... I suppose if you're like talking GTA exclusives, awesome, I guess. GTA, yeah. G, yeah, GTA 4 on the PS3 was like supposedly the one to get. But, mm. um, yeah, I don't really know what to add to that. I mean, it's, I, I, I guess I wasn't as involved with PS3 as perhaps I should have been, but maybe that's something about the way Sony make games. I don't know. Like Infamous, some people are really, really... Oh, yeah, well, you quite liked it. I quite liked it, but it's not mind blowing. Yeah, you know, and Infamous Two did a lot of good for people, although I haven't played that one. Um, I think we're looking at Uncharted Two. It's so good, though. Brilliant game. This is yeah. It's yeah. It's astounding what they pulled off in yeah, there. Really. Amazing stuff. Yeah, it's, it's in pace. Like even when I thought things were thinking of coming to an end, there's like a whole another couple of acts, and it just keeps going, and it's still interesting, and it's still entertaining. It's oh. It's great. And the snowy stuff and the train and... The train is awesome. The crazy, like, village with tanks in and shit. That's insane. Yeah. The, uh, the truck... The, the, the stupid, truck following the convoy, down. The, yeah. The convoy fight where you're jumping between... That's freaking amazing. What was that game on the PSP where you were jumping between cars? Was it Pursuit Force or something? Or... Oh, right. I remember, yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. It, was a bit like, it felt a little bit like that at times because you were just jumping between cars and then jumping onto a horse... 
and then it's totally insane <laughs> and it looked great and you were always in control like even when everything was going crazy it was never just a cutscene you always had like some control of mm. what was going on which was so cool Uncharted 2 woo yep let's move on pretty deserved alright should we talk uh do we do the big one? Let's do 360. Let's do the big one. 360. I've got a weird selection here that I've put down. It's like, because I guess this is one of my personal moments in here, but there there must be much more than that. Yeah, okay. Like, for launchy stuff, I guess, you know, PGR3 was a big deal. Yep. As was Geometry Wars. Pretty big deal. Geometry Wars was and produce good results for a small game, I suppose. And in a way, maybe inspired a lot of what we saw from the indie community that eventually ended up on consoles. Mm-hmm. Maybe. You know, that's all speculative, but I can't help but feel Geometry Wars was a big part in making that scene work, um, which is no small no small feat. Um, a bit of that. Uh Staying, sticking with the driving theme, I suppose, the Blur, I think, probably wins it for me as my favourite racing game of the whole the whole platform. It's pretty great. <coughs> pretty great. It's just not as good as Burnout 3 Takedown. God damn it. <laughs> well, Burnout Revenge was pretty awesome as well. Yeah, I, I really liked Burnout Revenge. It wasn't I probably like it more than, Oh, I don't know. I, well, think I, think, I liked it more. No, because it had the stupid traffic checking. And like, I don't know. Yes, yeah, traffic checking was the worst shit in Burnout. That's when they ruined it. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's why they yeah. So three sixty games. I want to stick a couple out there. Well, I've got contention. I've got Red Dead Redemption on my See, list. See, that's on the PS3, and I know well. it's, I know it's multi-platform. Well, I suppose Blur is multi-platform as well, but it was. See, I I want to spoil yeah, it now, okay. but I mean that is my game of the whole generation. Is Red Dead Red Redemption. Dead. Uh, but we can talk about that as a... Um, uh, yeah, I mean... I, uh, it's annoying because actually I'm sort of inclined to agree with you, maybe. Well, we'll get, like, we'll get know, to that I one. Know, there's a lot of discussion there, maybe. But Look, I want to throw out a couple for 360. I don't know if this one counts, but Mass Effect 2? Yeah, it was pretty great. I, I'm, Apart from the sort it's of a indie game as well, but yeah. I'm, I'm counting it as a 360 game. Mm. Mass Effect 2, it was... The ending of that was fine, wasn't it? It must have been a cliffhanger. No, remember. it wasn't fine. It was the giant Terminator. Terminator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was totally retarded. Oh, yeah, it was dumb. And also it was totally inconsequential to the overarching story of the three games. It was kind of cool, the actual bit leading up to the giant Terminator, though. The suicide missions. That was awesome. Sort of. And, like, with people getting killed and it's shit. It's against time. <laughs> no, no. It was much better than the previous one. And I, I thought... Oh, yeah, you know, the step up from Mass Effect 1 is enormous. I thought, um, I thought it was a truly good game, apart from that ending yeah admittedly the Terminator was done but other than that that game was brill I uh, and my other contender I want to stick in there is Halo Reach the best Halo, Halo game Halo Reach is pretty Halo. amazing yeah I, I, even the multiplayer I really liked in I, that. I don't think the story maybe no the story, the story was, was probably kind of weak but the actual gameplay is really great yeah the multiplayer is very strong um, I think it had the best level design in single player as well 
Apart from the fact that they randomly shoved in the multiplayer maps pointlessly in random parts of it. And yeah, <laughs> I think they were trying to make it sort of blend in, maybe, but, but it, it didn't work. That didn't really yeah. matter, because you'd never really fought in those areas. But there was nothing interesting to find in there, yeah. you'd end up in these like often rather large areas that you could explore, and there'd be nothing, nothing to there. do. Yeah. It's just a waste of time. Yeah. That's... But the actual levels themselves, once you get into them, and like I really enjoyed having the combat with both Brutes and Elites. That worked really well. Yeah, that uh, was nice to see. And just in generally, and the way they went back, they they chucked the jill wielding out and went back. I like, I appreciated that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I'm no, I was, no, I'm never quite decided on that. I don't think it was a problem either way. I mean, I quite liked the jill wielding because it made for some interesting mechanics, both in multiplayer yeah. and and in the single player. You could do some interesting stuff, and perhaps dumbing it down. It doesn't necessarily, you know, I guess it dumb, removing it is kind of a streamlining effect, but in a way yeah. it kind of removed some of that intrigue. It made it a bit more time. classic Halo for me. Yeah. So I kind of appreciated that. Yeah, so I, I, I'm you not sure. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I, I don't think I mind either way. Yeah, fair I mean, enough. It was, yeah. It, was, it was interesting. Uh, I think Halo 4 is the better game in terms of multiplayer. Right. By a long way. I think the Halo 4 multiplayer is phenomenal. Right. Not to say that Reach wasn't bad, I just think 4 does it slightly better. Okay. Um, okay. The, the style change really helps the multiplayer, I think. You know, the, the fact that they went slightly... and you know, they, their, their visual style went a bit more future tech, I suppose, in terms of, like, aerial font. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they they ran with it a bit wipeouty in some places, I suppose, in terms of design. But it's... Uh, uh, but the single, the, but the story with Halo 4 is a bit of a problem. I think, like, it, it, again, it plays fine, but it's not doesn't feel necessarily 100% like Halo. And it's, it's you know, because it's so linear now. Um, and the story doesn't make a lot of sense unless you read into the backstory, which is kind of crap. So by that logic, I think Reach is the better game. But I can't have this conversation without putting ODST in there. Yeah, I think I like ADST most out of the Halos. That game holds a special place for me because that is so different to pretty much anything, really. When you start to think about it, ODST is kind of unique in gaming because its its structure is its non-linear sort of way of tackling, or sort of non-linear. <laughs> but it's still linear. It's just a non-linear story. Well, I think there are, there are points, I think, where you can tackle some of the missions in the middle in a different order. Well, in theory, yeah. Yeah. But the fact that it has that hub world, which is kind of interesting to just explore, and was a pretty great co-op experience. Um, seeing everything... And, you know, the mechanics were different enough as well, like, so, you know, you felt kind of vulnerable being just an ODST guy rather than Master Chief, although you're still pretty hardcore. Let's be honest. We're just like you're hard. You're more hardcore than any of the Marines you'll see in any of the any of the Spartan games. Um, you know, it's got Nathan Fillion in it. God, <laughs> that's the key. <laughs> I think it even had uh, what's her face who played Caprica Six in it. Yeah, she, Trisha Helfer. Oh. Yeah, that's it. Because she's in Mass Effect, of course, as the oh yeah, yeah, robot yeah, lady Edie. Edie, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, Firefight was really, almost the best implementation of Firefight was in the first, was in ODST as well. Yep. They didn't get that right, I don't think, in Reach, or they made it too hard in Reach. Um, yeah, it's just a very, very good game. It doesn't have the technical prowess of Reach or Halo 4, but it's a pretty great game. 
You know what? I'm going to put ODST above Reach for me. There you go. Just thinking about it. It holds a special place. What else we got on 360? Loads of stuff. <laughs> Gears we? of War. Gears of War. Come on, man. Gears the of first War. one, probably the best. What do you think? Two was probably a better game. I like two. I like two. One, a lot. one had more atmosphere. Yeah, one was a better tale, I think, yeah. in a sort of way. Because I, I, one I liked because it was... At the time, it was kind of original in the sense that it just, it felt, it didn't feel unbelievable, which is weird given its sort of setting and crazy its, setting, yeah. And its e holes and, <laughs> and all that, and weird locust enemies. But it did feel like you're just spending, spending time with this squad of four guys in a sort of semi, you know, just a day. It felt like their duty, like, without. Even if even if Marcus Phoenix does have some weird connections back to his dad in some weird way, they were never really expanded on in that first game. No, and so he didn't necessarily feel special and that kind of stuff. Um, and it had kind of had you know there was the bit of backstory that Marcus was kind of um, stripped of rank or something at that point that he'd been uh, a baddie or done something. I can't remember exactly. But. Yeah, there was like a court situation that you had to walk through. And stuff yeah. Like but that was another one of those moments in the 360s history where it was just like, holy shit, these consoles can do this. It looked amazing. Yeah. I mean, better it, than Halo for quite a bit at that point. Oh, yeah. Well, even, it's probably better than any of the Halos. Yeah. Like even, even Halo 4, Gears <laughs> of War 1 probably looks better than it. Like, although that's coming from memory, but it's... It looked awesome. Gears I think, of War. But I think 2 was... It played nice. A better playing game in yeah. general and the multiplayer was pretty great in it as well um, 3 I think lacked a bit of soul that's a trouble yeah it kind of ran out of steam I think by 3 it was still a good game but it's just something didn't feel there didn't feel like it cared anymore even if you know Dom's death was kind of there's pretty some pretty good moments in that game but they did play the zombie card yeah which is know. never a good card that's, that almost screams desperation. Um, so we've got big shooters here. We've got ODST. Which kind of leads me like... Gears of War 2. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, shooters with big guns, I suppose. Well, do you want to consider Call of Duty in this discussion? Because sure. Because uh, well, it only uh, really had Gravitas on the Xbox. I mean, sure it had a PC yeah, version. Sure, sure it had a PC PS3 version. But I think the... Sales rating is like a rate of nine to one, like Xbox versus any other yeah, platform. Let's just go with COD, COD Four, COD Modern Warfare Two, Black Ops. I would, COD Four was the big one. COD Four was the groundbreaker. Yeah, and has fucked up FPSs forevermore. Yeah, um, <laughs> I guess the things it put in motion will never be undone. Um, but I'm not sure it would hold up. Yeah. I don't think it would hold up today if you went back and played it. I find that um, game annoying to play for the single player at least. Well, because well, COD 4 had incredibly obvious enemy wells. Yeah. And, you know, you had to move past a very specific pixel in the map and then all of a sudden your teammates would come and join you and then enemies would stop spawning. It was... But it was... It's not that that's necessarily bad as I mean, I'm sure games do that in a lot of places. It's the fact that it was just so visible. Mm-hmm. It was really obvious that that was happening. Um, but they do have to get credit for doing that kind of creepy, well, what people describe as creepy, like sort of uh, too realistic looking 
uh, AC10 section. Is that AC10? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, AC130. Yeah, the the, the gun plane thing. thing. Um, Because it it does look creepily sort of real, that that filter. Yeah, it's grim. It's, uh, yeah. It doesn't sit well. And, of course, the nuke scene is incredible. It's like you just didn't, didn't see that coming. No. Really, that it would actually put you Especially in. after you just went and rescued that dude, and then it's like, oh, shit. And you just burned. Oh, and you're dead. Oh, and you get to watch yourself painfully die. Yeah. Ugh, that's, that's not great. So, yeah, it may have had all those things, and it's kind of got as good. But Black Ops 2. Damn, that's a game. <laughs> that's. Yeah. Out of all the Call of Duty's, that's by far the best. Coblops 2. Coblops 2. Is the best. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, although I haven't played Ghosts, I think even most people that are really into their Call of Duty and have played Ghosts have come to me, you know, sort of said, yeah, Ghosts is just more COD. Blops broke more ground recently. So yeah, it's, it's true. So Ghosts is like a step back and feels like a step back. So I can't put that up there. Um, but Blop, yeah, Blops 2 is... They were really ambitious with that game. And it shows. Uh I like the branching storyline stuff because that was unexpected and no one thought they would add that in. And they it did. plays out actually kind of well. You know, a lot of the time there are moments where you're, it's not clear if you've made a decision. And some of the decisions are actually kind of... <laughs> you kind of have to like know the trick in sections perhaps in order to make the decision, which isn't necessarily good design. Like Some of it is a bit questionable, I guess, in that front. Um, like... I don't know the the death of is it Alec Mason? I guess uh, the original yeah, old yeah, Mason. I yeah. know oh, Alec Mason was Red Faction. Yeah, Alec. <laughs> um, he's called Mason. Whatever, old Mason. Let's call him old Mason because you could influence that in a way that wasn't immediately obvious. Mm-hmm. Like he, d- he didn't have to die or something. Like Deus Ex. Yeah. <laughs> right, like Paul and Deus Ex. He managed to set up the most ridiculous minefield possible. That was might awesome. actually win that fight. Oh man, I love Deus Ex. Uh, but yeah, it was clever. And the, and the multiplayer is my favourite of all the cards. It's really good. The sort of way you can balance the pick 10 system for how you can balance your character to be more gun focused or more perk focused or um, more grenade focused and stuff like that. It's, it works really well. Very, very, very good ideas. Cool. Um, so yeah, that, so that, we that ranked pretty highly. Coblops two. Well, I, I don't know. I don't think that's. I don't think that's my favourite, but it's pretty high. What? 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 What is your favourite? <laughs> What's your favourite? I don't know. I'm like. Oh, I haven't mentioned Diva Pinata. Like <laughs> well, I was thinking about that, but that's not. Even, that's not going to do it. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's not going to win, but it, no. damn, that was a pretty great game. In theory. Apart from they, they had they they just ruined their own mechanics by making it. They ruined the. It's like it would have been better if it had just been like a tycoon game if there hadn't been a threat. But as soon as they introduced the threat, it fucked everything up. Literally as well. Yeah, yeah there should have been a mode they introduced later on to make that stuff optional, so you can because most of the game was just trying to to briefing. Yeah, to figure out what you had to do to make things work, like and. Yeah, to what but, you had to to do to or to find the various colours of the animals and stuff like that. It was a it was a discovery game, but yeah, the 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 red things yeah did kind of muck up the pace quite a bit, um, which was a shame. They should have if they had just had a mode that you could get to a point where you could make gardens that were threat free. Um, that game would have been a lot better. 
And also they screwed up the early game pacing. Like, the early game pacing is, like, Blitzkrieg. Stuff just happens all the time. You don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, it's like, here's a creature you've never seen before. What? And then it'd be like, well, what, where is that? Because it would just show you, like, this cutaway of the creature appearing, but it wouldn't tell you where it was. And so, for a while, you just saw these, like, cutscenes of animals, and it's like, what the hell's going on? And then you realise, oh, they're just nearby. I haven't got them yet. It's like, they've just appeared in the world, and it's, it didn't handle, like, learning the game very well. Hmm. Really. But... I think it's like hugely underrated. Um, I can tell you what the worst game was. Oh dear! Okay. Sonic 06. Well, Sonic 06. Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah. Uh, best game on the Xbox 360. Carcassonne. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I played. <laughs> okay, sorry. I played uh, so much of that though. Scott Pilgrim, the video game. Yeah. Pretty great, but multi-platform. PS3 version was oh, just right, as okay. good. Fair enough. Um, uh, there weren't many Super Meat Boy. That's uh, not exclusive, <laughs> yeah, but pretty great. I'm trying to think, of it. yeah, the Xblog was a bit of a. There's good stuff on there, but I don't know if there's anything that's. I mean, Outland, I really liked. Um, that was the sort of a Carragher mm. color shifting platformer. Um, I thought that was very clever. Very good. Um, and I suppose Explosion Man was kind of great but didn't really reach the heights of anything else we talked about so what are we looking at? I'm fucking that Cop Lost 2 ODST um, I like Mass Effect 2 uh... Zach preferences nope <laughs> None. <laughs> Either ODST or Mass Effect 1. Mass Effect 1 over 2? You saying? You well, say you prefer well I, I only played Mass Effect 1 on the... I played 2 on the PC. Yeah. I played 1 on the Xbox. Because, yeah, it wasn't on PC at the time, was it? Well, what about Mirror's Edge? But I suppose that's... I, I don't know. It's a bit on PC. <laughs> Even though the controls are weird for a PC game. I don't think Mirror's Edge quite... As soon as they... It was quite annoying to play later on. Like yeah, with the guns, it's like, like the as soon as there was any combat. Yeah, it just was screwed. It's like they could have just made harder and harder parkour courses, but they didn't. They were like, oh, let's do some shooting for no reason. That kind of ruined it. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I'm very torn with this one. Because I can't, I can't say Blur. Although I wouldn't you put can't it. Say I, blur. I wouldn't put it as my top. And... Red Dead, I would love to say, but I think it's multi. We have to count that as multi-platform. Yeah, yeah. Because um, the PS3 version, as glitchy as it was, was yeah. probably just as good. Yeah, it's probably um, about the same. Damn. That's a really hard one, and if Zach's not going to give me any help with this, I'm going to start. Already said what I had. What Mass Effect One? Yeah, all ODSC. I'm, I'm really. I'm just looking. Up. How about how about the uh, Williams pinball? No. <laughs> Check them out. Move uh, those move those Christmas cards out of the way. The entire catalogue. Oh man, Perfect Dark Zero must be up there for <laughs> for, like, no. for for biggest disappointment. Yeah, because the hype for that was so large. What about Dirt Two? Um, uh, PC. Yeah, PC yeah. version kicks its ass. Okay, Ask Creed 2? That's my platform, my platform again. But... Lost Odyssey? Huh, that's... I forgot about oh, it. I wanted to talk about Ask Creed 2 because that's a good one. We over... Yeah, we overlooked Lost Odyssey. 
I don't think that's that great. It's, it's Final Fantasy. Yeah. It's as good as the old Final Fantasies. Could have been better, though. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, it like it didn't push the console in any way, but and it the story did kind of peter out and it didn't have any twists. Because I think I think that was the bit that annoyed me most about that game was that it's I really quite like the world and I quite like the story and I quite liked those it got me reading those well, reading those like um the little memory things like the sort of visual novel things. That they did. Mm. I thought they were all really good. The world fit together really well. It's just the story itself didn't really go anywhere. It's like you realise quite early on who the bad guy is. And yeah, he's the bad guy. That's not a, like a, a, a JRPG story. <laughs> it's like a JRPG story has a moment like halfway through where it's like, oh, the bad guy you thought was the bad guy is not really the baddest of the bad guys or isn't a bad guy at all. Or... <laughs> I was trying to think about Final Fantasy and it's like... It's pretty much how it, it's pretty much the bad guy is the bad guy in Final Fantasy VII. I suppose, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a little twist where it's like he gets badder. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that's... Well, that's fine. I think that counts. Like, getting getting badder is probably okay. But... Yeah, man. Getting hungrier. Yeah, or, if you, hungrier. or if you're talking about, like, Final Fantasy IX, where it's like, the bad guy is the bad guy, and then you kill him, and then there's just, like... It's really just an embodiment of, like, a, a part of the apocalypse, and then you just fight it. <laughs> it's, not really, it's not really a twist. No, yes. It's barely even a character. It's just, like, this vague... It's a, I guess it's sort of like... Sort of like Earthbound. We fight Geigas at the end. It's just like, he's not really anything. It's just a concept that you fight. Fight a concept. At least it's not a giant moon made of zombies. <laughs> I guess, I guess Zach and I... Uh, the, right, my logic is coming down to the fact that I think out of all the things w- that Zach and I put time into on the Xbox... Mm. It's Marvelous, Capcom No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> we haven't put enough time into that. No. Um, I think the Halo franchise just walks it in terms of how much we got into it and how much we played Beats it. Beats a Mass Effect franchise. Yeah. Okay, and in the Cod, at least. Cod. Yeah, well, I've probably put more time in the COD than I did Halo Four and that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, but when you when you got ODST and Reach and Three, which we haven't talked about, I thought that was disappointing, but it's all right. I want to say ODST. ODST, the best yeah. game on three sixty. Which is weird. I'd... A weird expansion pack for Halo Three. Yeah, I mean, it even it feels weird me saying that, but I, at the same time, I kind of think maybe that's right. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's it. The Salakos game of the generation on 360. Halo ADST. Check it out now. Well, the exclusive. On yeah, the exclusive. Right, should we... Um, I, I guess, well, there's PC, if we were to cover that. I don't think we've got time to cover... Because uh, it's like PC's not a, a generation. Game. Yeah. Like, what are you putting in there? PC it doesn't matter, wins. because we don't have to even think about it, because it's TF2. Team Fortress 2. Oh, <laughs> TF2, right. TF2 wins. Okay. Easily. That's true. Okay, that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the orange box. I don't know, yeah. Does that include no, Portal? Just <laughs> Portal's pretty Final good. Yeah, would, it go, would, would you put it next to Portal 2? Or... Yeah, it's better than Portal 2. I prefer Portal 1 anyway. Fair enough. Team Fortress 2! <laughs> Winner of the PC! Woo! Um, and I guess we've got multi-platform stuff. Actually, the orange box came out on Xbox, so that's technically... And yeah. PS3, so that's technically the best game of the generation. 
But anyway. But tit, yeah, yeah, ah, tit, tit. Red Dead versus Orange Box. Fuck me. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> I think you could rule no. out Orange Box. Because it's cheating, because it's 3D. Because it's shit on the other platforms. Yeah, well, TF2 specifically on Xbox well, and PS3 yeah. never worked. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. Um, so, right. Like breaking Valve's kind of, like, quality guarantee, really. It's the one blip, I think. So the final category, multi-platform games. Yeah, there's tons. I'm, I'm throwing out, uh, well, Red Dead is my obvious choice, but yep. I've also got, well, you've got the GTAs, but you also got Assassin's Creed 2, I thought was really, really good. Assassin's Creed 2 is my favourite of the series. Yeah. Easily. Uh, what else we got? The, for seriously good stuff. Uh, seriously good multi-platform. Well, you know, we could bring Mass Effect back into this again. We could bring COD back into this because they are technically multi-platform. Yeah, we've kind of discussed those. Yeah. I don't um, know if they'd beat. About well, Battlefield Three fits in. Battlefield, yeah, okay. Even if the single player is shocking, <laughs> not as bad as Battlefield Four, though. Somehow, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, Battlefield Three's <laughs> single player is still better than Battlefield Four's. Okay. Assassin's Creed Two was really good. Like, I was very surprised at the time. I remember. So well, it really there's, came together. There's the Bioshocks to consider. Yeah, you got Bioshock. Bioshock yeah. 1, actually. I think... Bioshock 1 sets the best atmosphere, but doesn't necessarily play so great as a game. Yeah. Um, especially on console. I think I don't, I don't think Bioshock actually plays very well on console because of the weapon switching stuff. Yeah. Because um, you could hold as many weapons as you wanted. Um, yeah. Um, and, of course, Infinite is, you know... Still counts as this gen, so I guess so. It's hard to look but back on games like like Infinite and GTA Five when they're like this year, but they well, do count. Holy crap! Yeah, GTA Five. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's technically this generation. So. But I, I personally, as a GTA fan, I think it's quite a big deal that I think I prefer Red Dead. Um, hmm. Well, do we consider mobile in all of this? <laughs> so that's its own category Peg- Peg- Peggle mobile games like generation massive games what, what if we put Peggle in there ah oh, wins <laughs> <laughs> or Crops vs Zombies or nah. Bejeweled Bejeweled Blitz yeah it's a real fight every game of the generation <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Tiny Tower Pictures. No, <laughs> sorry. No, even I drifted <laughs> okay. away from. I don't know how. I don't know why I went into that. Game of the generation. Angry fucking birds. Anyway, no, I'm vetoing Angry Birds. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm. Not because it probably hasn't sold enough to guarantee its spot up there, but you know, it's just fucking Angry Birds. I'm sick of it now. It's not that amazing. No. I think. Yeah, I think games like Assassin's Creed Two and Bioshock are gonna like stand out when we when you look back. From like ten years in the future or whatever. A lot, but well, that may be for us because some people look back on the Assassin's Creed series and will go by not Revelations but Brotherhood. That's the one. Yeah, we'll go by that one because, bro- because thing. Brotherhood. Like I didn't like its story. No, and the ones the Rome thing wasn't as good as having Florence and and um, no. Venice and. I mean, mechanically, it played better. Slightly. I mean, yeah, the bro button. I had the bro button. But I didn't even use that too much. But it, they had tuned the control so you didn't jump straight off buildings leaping into the air like a madman. It still happens. Much. It still happens now. Yeah. Uh, 
it's probably going to happen. I'm going to be jump at least at least in the new one. I'll be jumping into the sea rather than into <laughs> until it's splatting to my death. Uh, yeah, but I think two was the 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 best. The introduction of um, great character in Ezio, Ezio. Uh, and uh, all these supporting players, mm. Leonardo da Vinci, etc. And uh, Uncle Mario. It's a me, Mario. That was a great moment <laughs> of hilarity. Yeah. But yeah, my favourite game was Red Dead. I really like it. That did capture me more than I ever expected it to. I really almost, I almost, I just pretty much didn't give a shit about it until no. I played it. Yeah. And then it was just like, okay. Okay. Holy crap. I get it. <laughs> I, I, I'm in. It's weird how no one's done Western games. But and it works brilliantly. Well, people do, but, but they're, they're just not. mostly terrible. Yeah, I mean, there's a, loads more like you know World War Two games or space games or whatever. Western is like a classic genre of film, along with sci-fi and World War Two and all that. I don't know if there's like some creative limitations of what you could really do, other than it be sort of like I don't know shooting dudes. I suppose. But it really worked. Even the shooting in in Red Dead, like with the Dead Eye, was pretty cool. Mm. Uh, it was something slightly unique. Obviously, it didn't have the feel of a Gears of War or whatever. But you know, it worked. I mean, you could actually shoot people in the head while you were on a horseback, and they were on horseback, yeah. and it felt awesome. And it, was, <laughs> and it kind of worked. Yeah, and it kind of worked. It was cool. I mean, it was. It's not the most. It's not the sharpest controls no, in the no, world, but no. it was good enough. Yeah, and it's um. And, uh, and the, the story is fantastic. The story is fantastic. Like, all of the, the writing is, is great. brilliant. The writing's brilliant. The world is great. The atmosphere is really good. Even the if music's my, amazing. Even if my playthrough did cock up some of the important <laughs> moments. Yeah, that's not so good. <laughs> Especially when we go to the menu at that perfect like. Well, no, uh, no, no. What was it? The one. The, the, oh, look at these flowers. Yeah, that was exactly. It. That was that was it. It. Like, I like, would just done the last mission before I could go see my family, and the music yeah. starts playing, and it just the lyrics start coming in, and it's like, and I know. And I'm like blueberries or whatever it is. <laughs> everyone's on the side like bluebells bluebells and, blue and I pick them, pick them up and the music stops oh, and it's like fuck, fuck. disaster <laughs> so by playing the game I ruined the moment and that game was freaking awesome I really like Red Dead I'm going to play it again sometime oh, why, didn't, why didn't they make a PC version I mean come oh, on it's really annoying I would buy it instantly even if it was 40 quid or whatever I'd, I'd probably buy it and play it uh, it's really annoying because they perfectly they ported GTA Four fine. It's not great, but it's oh well. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's the biggest beef with GTA Four was always the DRM. Yeah, exactly. Well, they've removed that now, haven't they? The, the yeah. cancel Windows shit. Oh, wasn't yeah, it? Wasn't Default. It was. Oh, was it just the social? Oh, what was, it, what was it called? It was one of those rootkit programs. Oh right, Star something. Yeah, one of the Star ones. What was it? Yeah, well, that can't be in there anymore because I. I've definitely played the Ballad of Gay Tony without that going through that crap. Yeah, no, I think they backtracked on it eventually, yeah. but it was a bit of an uproar about it. Would you know? Because it's silent. Yeah. That kind of DRM. I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I think they acknowledged that they wouldn't do it again, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think... They kind of fucked that up. Yeah. But yeah, I think Red Dead beats, like, Mass Effect and Assassin's Creed, my other favourites. And GTA, GTA Four. I love GTA Four. It just doesn't. Just, I'm very surprised that that Red Rockstar San Diego came along and kind of knocked it out of the park. Oh man, I forgot to talk about Vanquish and our 360 top. That was pretty great. <laughs> doesn't change my decision, but yeah, just, should, should note it. Okay, Vanquish was awesome. Oh, and there may have been a PS3 version. 
Yeah. <laughs> there may have been a PS3 version. Right, are we uh, wrapping this up? Do you want to talk about PC games of the last eight years? <laughs> well, yeah, what did you Why was it was there? Eight years of Team Fortress 2. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. That is the actual game of the other generation. Yeah. It doesn't really count because it's not a <laughs> console game. We don't need to talk about any other ones to, to beat it, but no. there were other good games, obviously. Yes. It, it was great when it began. It got even better, and it's still great. And it's still great. Just after eight years of evolution, yeah. you can still just play it now, and it's perfect. I mean, well, okay, you... it's not perfect, but you know, it's pretty damn close. I mean, can you count World of Warcraft in this generation? Yeah. We didn't play it, so we don't care. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you can. Fuck that game. <laughs> It's probably the game that made the most money. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. It's the game that was so good that no one can actually, even now when it's getting super old, no one can actually figure out how to recreate its success or beat it. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Not that people have worked out how to beat TF2 either, because they haven't. No. This was kind of the age of both the great and the shit in MMO. I think we saw like the extremes yeah. get, get further apart. Well, World of Warcraft is unquestionably the conqueror of MMO. <coughs> I mean, Eve is just so different, but it's all—it's really good. Yeah, but, you know. And Guild Wars too. Yeah, yeah Guild, Guild Wars too. Definitely, my personal fave of all time. <laughs> Not that I've played many MMOs, but you know, there you go. <laughs> okay. And Space Camp. And Space Camp. <laughs> Space Camp. Okay, good. <laughs> Game of, the, game of the PC in general. TF2. Game of the generation of consoles. Red Dead Redemption. Well, we were talking multi-platform, weren't we? Yeah, multi-platform. So, yeah, best, yeah. best multi-platform game. Are we putting that up against... Uh, what were the other two? Unchart- Red Dead versus Uncharted 2 versus... Uh, uh, the Halo ODST. ODST, yeah. When you put ODST next to those two... Yeah, it's can't, it can't funny. win. That's a shame for the 360. So you got Uncharted but, 2 versus Red Dead. Well, they're quite... They have similarities, but Red Dead is open world, which means it wins in my book. Just <laughs> I like open world games. Yeah, I'm, I'm really torn on that one. Uncharted 2 is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, they, they are both amazing yeah. games, aren't they? Yeah. They're both weird because they're both kind of third-person games where the shooting is pretty good, but could but isn't as good it as Gears of War, which is interesting. Um, and they're both like quite story-focused and with some good performances and shit. Um, this the, we, maybe we should call just refer to this generation forevermore as the Nolan North generation. The Nolan North generation <laughs> it really is. Because that guy was everywhere. And he's pretty great. I was trying to think... Wait, there was... I'm sure we may have discussed this recently. I was trying to think if there was a role that Nolan North played that we thought was bad. Uh, Well, he's in so many things. Yeah. Often in bizarre places. Deadpool? (laughs) <laughs> yeah that was probably the only one yeah. but that wasn't really his fault <laughs> no, people say he plays Deadpool well but yeah. that you know Deadpool that the script of what they've made him do and the mm. uh, and the actual game was obviously terrible but is there any sort of like sleepers that we haven't talked about I guess like things that maybe apply to you but weren't necessarily great games like I don't know so, oh we didn't talk about Sonic Generations 
That's true. It's pretty great. Yeah, um, but I don't know if it's a game of a generation in any capacity, really. Best Sonic game of the generation? Yeah, probably. Is it better than Sonic Colors? Probably. Yeah. Fair enough. Because... But like, maybe yeah. or it might not be better than some of the, the like, Rush Adventure, though. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Oh, I think I put Generations ahead of Rush Adventure. I know Rush Adventure probably holds you for longer, but... I don't know. Generations is pretty much the... Uh, it's it's the manual for how to make a Sonic game, a modern Sonic game, almost. Theoretically, the only thing that could beat Team Fortress 2 for PC would be Minecraft. That's true. In general terms. Yeah. Minecraft is just like... The, yeah, that makes sense. The, same, the other huge, ridiculous PC game. Yeah. TF2 and Minecraft, yeah. My, Minecraft is probably... Minecraft probably had the bigger deal... Was was the bigger deal for for, for gaming in general? Hmm. And but if you but if you really want to talk Minecraft, you should consider it multi-platform, maybe because <laughs> of its Xbox and Pocket editions. Yeah, the 360 version was probably pretty, was probably better in some ways. And the upcoming just one being version like complete. Yeah, and the upcoming one version. Yeah. yeah, and many more. Yeah, it's been really really interesting. Well, I I think. This generation definitely changed things in ways that we can never go back from, which you may not have been able to say about any previous generation. You know, online changed everything. Mm. And I know I know the the, you know, the original Xbox did that first, but it didn't do it. It didn't necessarily change the world with it, if you know what I mean. It was mm. kind of like, oh, you can play against people online. It's like, well, fine, PCs have been doing that for ages. Fine, you've just caught up. Big whoop. Yeah, um, caught up with Counter-Strike. Yeah, but the fact that everything went online in a big way with digital distribution and, you know, even P- back in PGR3, they were boasting about the fact that you could spectate other races, like with the was it the PGR TV thing, and that, you know, the best races of the day or the most interesting stuff would get on PGR TV. It was... It was insane. Yeah, it was... It, it was it's the generation of some ambition... <laughs> it's a generation of almost goodness <laughs> but it does mean that maybe what the legacy they've left us with may not be so hot like we shall see though. how it develops I'm hoping of, things will get better because of commercial requirements and all that jazz but I'm sure we'll talk more about that in the goatees <laughs> the coming goatees which will be our next podcast number 100 Thanks for joining us for number 99. Our games of the generation. I'll have a flake with that. Indeed. What, if I have a 99? Yeah, I think they always have good flakes, don't they? Yeah, they do. 99 is the flake. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So basically, I'm just asking for two flakes.